Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Score. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Third base, feels it coming home, and he can't get it out of his glove. Oh, the scoop is made. What a tag. Ben Lee scooped it after Wilkin couldn't get it out of his glove. What a play by the catcher. Got one to hit. He puts it in the left field. Corona did not get a good jump, but he's winding in, and he will score. RBI for Bennett Lee. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a fun-filled show, and here on a Trigger Tuesday, as most of some other headlines that we'll dive into as this hour goes on. And we'll also have three and out to close up shop and get you ready for drive time sports. But a lot of things going on in, in the football world, in the baseball world, even the basketball world. And it's always uh, fun to talk about all those different things. Well, let's talk about it with somebody who knows about all those different things as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Outline. And welcome in Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 down there in Houston, as well as the Locked On SEC podcast. And Gordy, it's been a minute, but it's good to have you back on this afternoon, man. How you doing? You with us, Chris? Guess Chris is not with us, so I guess he wasn't doing too great. How about that? We'll get reconnected with uh, Gordy. But, yeah, you know, that's the thing about having great with Chris is uh, he's a big SEC guy and and covers a lot of things in the SEC football-wise, but also does some of the the basketball side of things too and baseball side of things and being in a big market like Houston he's got a pretty good pulse on uh, all the different things I think he's an LSU guy to be honest so I don't know maybe we're having back-to-back LSU guys I don't know how I feel about that and I apologize in advance but it looks like we got reconnected with Chris Gordy so Chris man you didn't have to hang up on us so quickly man you could have just stuck it out for a little bit I know well you know I know you're you're being John neighbors you don't like fun you know you don't like uh (laughs) beach balls at baseball games and you know fun things like cotton candy and puppies so i was uh i was like let me uh let me get out of here i know john neighbors takes fun things yeah just just throw all the cotton candy and the puppies and the beach balls in a barn and light it on fire because that's just uh that's exactly how i'm feeling man so uh but gordy i know that you know we've we've talked some baseball and we'll get to some football and even some basketball talk as well but uh just uh what have you made of the college world series man i know you've been paying attention to it a lot and and uh, seeing some of these great games that have been going down to the wire each and every one, TCU's up 6-1 in the bottom of the fifth on Oral Roberts. I don't know if that'll come down to it, but wouldn't be surprised. It's been a great College World Series, though, just for if you're a, if you're a baseball fan in general. Yeah, it really has been. And, and what's so fun is, you know, I was talking with a, a buddy of mine who's a big LSU fan. He was saying, you know, he's like, some of these TV broadcasts are just, you know, it's kind of ridiculous because they're, you know, they're they're telling us all about false schemes, and you know, we're LSU fans. We know all about schemes, and we know about Dylan Cruz, and you know, I feel like they're they're over-explaining some of this stuff. And I said, dude, take a step back. I said, the majority of people that are watching the College World Series across the country have barely watched any college college baseball this year, so they're being introduced to a lot of these guys for the first time. Uh, you're also starting to get some people out of the woodwork, you know, maybe some Nationals and Pirates fans. And people who own you know, some of the top picks in the upcoming MLB draft, 
that are tuning in to say, hey, our team might take Paul Keith or might take uh, Dylan Cruz or Chase Dillander or one of these guys that's playing. And so you get on just a lot of casuals that are tuning in. And look, if you don't have any rooting interest in this College World Series, you've been entertained, man. I mean, these games have been outstanding. A lot of one wins, a lot of games where teams have rallied late. Um, you know, and, and even as late as last night, Wake Forest having a rally late against LSU and pulling out the win. So, no, I mean, yeah, it's it's been it's been great. The sport's been, uh, you know, it, it's been a treat to watch these games because we've had some blowouts in Omaha in the past. But uh, if you're just a college baseball fan, all these games have been spectacular. When it comes to any kind of draft, it's more about team needs. And with the MLB draft coming up, you mentioned two of those great players for LSU: Dylan Cruz, Paul Skeens. Who's the better prospect there? Well, to me, Skeens is most pro-ready. Like, he, he could literally, you know, I think the Texas Rangers have the seventh pick, and they're actually, it turns out they're actually good this year and, uh, you know, actually looking like they're going to make the playoffs. Like, if the Rangers just really wanted to be ballsy, they could take Skeens at seven if he were to fall to them and, you know, and literally call him up in September and, and have him pitch a playoff game for them. Like, <laughs> that's how pro-ready, I think, Paul Skeens is. Dylan Cruz is going to be, he's just one of those guys where he'll be one of your, you know, outfielders for the next eight to ten years. Uh, probably get, you know, you, you wouldn't start him immediately. He'll go through the farm system and all that kind of stuff, but I think within one to two years, he's up and he's ready to go. Um, you know, he's the best hitter in college baseball this year. Five-tool guy, has everything you'd want. So, it's really about team need and stuff. So, but to me, like, the, the tough part that comes, like, I saw one mock draft that still has as a high school outfielder going number one overall to the Nationals or, or, or to the Pirates, I'm going like, what's what's the deal here? Like, why? In what world are we living in where a high school kid you would take him over a Dylan Cruz or, or a Paul Skeens or, or somebody like that? And it's all about slot value and it's all about money. And you know, come to find out, Dylan Cruz is a Scott Boris guy. So because he has Scott Boris, um, you know, some teams are going to look at him and go, oh, we're going to have to pay him a ton. So maybe let's go cheap here, and then we'll save a little money for the back end, for the, you know, for one of our high picks in the second round, and all that kind of stuff. So baseball gets kind of weird in that realm. But in my mind, it's just you, you got to be nuts to pass on on a, such an elite talent. And the good thing is, guys, we've seen in recent years, we're seeing more and more college guys go high, and that's good. I mean, the high school kids, nothing against them. It's just they're still unproven, and you know, unless the kid is just screams, oh, my God, this kid is a once-in-a-generational talent. To me, I would defer to some of the college guys. Now, one fear with that is the workload. You know, some of the guys, some of these pitchers, you know, the workload. I remember Mark Appel coming out of Stanford. The Astros took him, and his arm was just never right uh, because of the workload, how many pitches he threw at Stanford. But even a a guy like Paul Skeens, he really didn't – he wasn't taxed a whole lot at Air Force last year. And even at LSU this year, he's thrown the most pitches he's ever thrown. But, man, he's – He's been pretty – I mean, he's in such great shape. Like, he hasn't had any concerns or arm issues or anything like that. So, um, yeah, again, to me, it's it's more important that, uh, you know, some of these college guys get drafted and, and have a chance. And like I said, we're starting to see more of that. And it's good for the sport. It's good for the SEC. Like, David Horn, you know, is gonna, the more guys that he brings to Arkansas and gets drafted, um, you know, the more guys you're going to get big prospects that are going to forego the MLB draft to come play three years of college. Now, Gordy, I know uh, you're obviously watching college baseball, but also know a lot about Major League Baseball and covering the Astros down there in Houston and everything. But there, there's been a lot of talk about these pitchers and some of the pitch counts that they've been on in college, especially in the postseason. You mentioned the Stanford guy. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, Skeens, whoever it may be. And people, not everybody, but some people really freak out, say it's awful, it's terrible, uh, you're killing their arm and everything. Do you feel like that's maybe something that's overblown a little bit? Because it seems like they're fine. The coaches are fine with it. And maybe with modern science, it, the recovery is a lot easier and a lot quicker. I'm not totally sure, but do you feel like that's maybe an overblown thing of the amount of pitches that a lot of these pitchers throw in college or in high school or whatever it may be? Yeah, it's absolutely overblown. It's it's uh, pearl clutchers like Keith Law that freak out. Like, he's going he's gonna to make this kid lose his arm. And it's, it, look, I get why there's a concern. You know, there it was a concern with Steven Strasburg back. When he was coming out of San Diego State, he was throwing in the hundreds every time out. And, you know, look what happened with his career. And it looks like his career may, may get cut short, um, you know, even a story of a career that he's had because of arm issues. Um, it, it, I understand why you would be concerned, but, God, go look at what some of the things Nolan Ryan did. Just 
you know, 40 years ago. And, and what, I mean, there were guys who throw 130, 30 pitches and go drink a beer and smoke a cigarette before between innings. Like, it, I don't know why we baby guys still. You know, it's, it's like this unwritten thing in Major League Baseball now and, and really across college, too. It's like, once you hit 100 pitches, everybody starts sweating. Oh, my God. We gotta go get them. We can't keep this guy out here. It's like, well, how does he feel? You know what I mean? What, what is with, with all the doctors and all the trainers and everything we have, all the resources we have, the analytics and all that? Like, I think we can be smart about this and use our brains and go. If the guy is struggling to, you know, his velocity's down, he's struggling to get over the plate. Yeah, let's go get him. Let's pull him. But man, it, it was just crazy to see that a week ago when Steens hit, I think, one twenty uh, in the Super Regional against Kentucky, and then you know you've had a couple other guys at other schools into the 110s or 120. It's like, oh, my God, go get him. Why? Does the kid feel all right? Is his arm okay? Then, then let's ride it. Um, yeah, it's amazing when you go back and look at just 34 years, 30, 40 years ago in MLB, how many pitchers would go nine innings and throw a complete game. These days in Major League Baseball, it's a headline if a guy pitches a complete game. Oh, my God, can you believe he went nine innings? Noel Ryan's like, you know how many nine-inning games I threw in my career? So it's kind of uh, funny to look back on. Well, the College World Series this year, the top two seeds, Wake Forest, Florida, who have you been more impressed by? Uh, Wake Forest was impressive last night. Uh, their pitching, they stymied LSU's bats, was, was pretty darn impressive. Now, look, we can get into the, the whole plate umpire I thought was god-awful. Uh, you know, I, look, if you're going to call a game a certain way, you have to call it a certain way the entire game. What killed me was, the first five innings of the game on, on Monday night, it was a lot of boy for LSU who, you know, was decent all year, but, man, he gave up a lot of runs. You know, would have some strikeouts here and there, but he was the strikeout king on Monday night. I mean, he was he was striking out every way fourth hitter, and it's because the, the strike zone was so expanded. I mean, he was throwing, you know, borderline pitches that were getting called strikes, and it was like, okay, well, if this is how it's going to be called, this is how it's going to be called. And suddenly in the sixth inning, when Ty Floyd took the, the mound, the, the strike zone went from the side of a, of, went from the size of a huge fishing net to about the size of a grapefruit. And every pitch that Ty Floyd threw that looked like it was right over the plate, ball, ball, <laughs> ball, suddenly he walks the bases loaded and they're in trouble. They got to go get him. And suddenly that's when Wake Forest takes the, takes the lead. So I was a little, little perturbed by that. Look, if you want to call a small zone, fine. If you want to call a large strike zone, fine. But be consistent with it. Call it like that the entire game. You can't change it up mid-game, and, and it changes everybody's approach. But kudos to Wake Forest, man. They, they found a way to come up with a big hit late in that game, bottom of the eighth, take the lead. And I, I can't put more emphasis on how big of a win that was for them because they're now in the driver's seat where LSU now has to play their way out of the loser's bracket with Tennessee. This is a monster game tonight. Because LSU, who was the preseason number one team for so much of the year, um, you know they're, they're facing elimination tonight. Like Cornhole facing me, who's been so good for them all year. So it's a, it's a big game. But but even if LSU survives and wins this, just to get to the championship series. So I, I don't like LSU's chances to do it. Obviously, they've got the offensive firepower where they can do it. But, man, you know, riding all year long going, well, we've got Paul Steens and a bunch of question marks behind him. Uh, it's unfortunate. You can't bring Paul Steens back this quick. Uh, the earliest they can get him is on four days rest on Thursday. So um, they're going to have to do it without Steens, and they're going to have to do it with their bats. But, man, Wake Forest, just kudos to them. Their pitching was so strong on Monday night. To go with that electric offense that has put up all the home runs all season long, uh, Wake Forest certainly looked like the team to beat the name. We're with Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 in Houston, as well as the Locked On SEC podcast here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. So, Gordy, I know upcoming, too, is the NBA draft. And, of course, people here in Arkansas are interested to see where some of their players are going to go. But just uh, what's your level of interest in the NBA draft and uh, maybe some of the thoughts that you have heading into it and the storylines and the drama surrounding it? Yeah, we'll, we'll actually be our, our radio station in Houston. We're the flagship of the Rockets, so we'll be doing a a Rockets draft show on a, on Thursday night. From they're going to have a big draft party. We'll be a part of. They'll have some players out there. Um, it's kind of interesting, guys. Like a lot of people think. Like if you look at all the mock drafts, the Rockets ended up with the fourth pick. They were hoping to get top three because there is kind of a consensus three with Victor Wembanyama going one, uh, and then it's kind of divided between Brandon Miller from Alabama and, and Scoot Henderson uh, as the number two or number three guy. 
But the Rockets just missed out on one of those top three guys. But, you know, some of the mock drafts haven't taken this kid, Eamon Thompson, from the overtime elite, um, you know, league. And it's kind of weird. It's not G League, but it's not college. It's like this weird independent league. But uh, that's who they have projected. But I was told this week, don't be surprised. The Rockets really like Cam Whitmore, who's the Ford from uh, Villanova, who just played his, you know, his freshman year. And the other name, it's kind of funny, I'm all with you guys, that I was told that the Rockets absolutely love is Anthony Black. And that they would not, don't be shocked if they take Anthony fourth overall on Thursday night. It's a little high compared to, you know, where he's fallen in some of the mock drafts, but um, they really like him. And, and I don't know if he would come in and start immediately or just be a rotational guard or what, but um, that's what I heard, that's what I'm hearing this week. So don't be surprised if uh, they take the Arkansas guy. And remember, you know, last year the Rockets had three first-round picks. They went all SEC. They took Jabari Smith out of Auburn. They took Tari Easton out of LSU. And then they went Ty Ty Washington out of Kentucky. So, clearly their scouting department has their eyes on SEC guys. So, wouldn't be shocked if an Arkansas guy ends up in Houston. With the Rockets putting together a young roster, and they are one of those teams that's kind of in that rebuilding mode where a lot of their players are really young. They have a new head coach in Ime Yudoka. With the fourth overall pick, they also have pick 20. What are some of the biggest team needs for them? Uh, I mean, really, they just need players. I mean, I don't know if they can be to a point where they're looking at certain positions and all that. Just keep in mind, they've got some of the, like, their books clear up after uh, or this offseason. So they're going to have a ton of cap space and a ton of money to spend. And so when you look at free agency, some of the guys that have been rumored, Dylan Brooks from Memphis, uh, Brooke Lopez from Milwaukee, uh, Fred Van Vliet from Toronto. Like, they, they can spend some money and go get one of these big-name prize free agents. I'd at least lob a call to Draymond Green. I don't know if he would come. But um, they're going to have some money to spend. And so it's kind of interesting. I think they kind of have a uh, – they're in a position where they can just go best player available at 4-20 and 20 and just add more youth to this roster. But they got to combine it with some veterans because – it's been basically like watching an AAU team the last two years. They're just not good. It's like a bunch of guys that are all just raw and super talented, but they're all like 19 and 20 years old. Like, none of them can even buy alcohol. Like, that's the crazy part of watching the Rockets. So, um, yeah, I just think they want to add as much talent as possible. I've seen, uh, uh, is it Jet, uh, the guard from uh, Michigan? I've seen him projected to go 20th overall. There's been a bunch of different names in there, but... It's crazy, guys. If you look at the end of the mock draft, like how many guys are either coming from like the G League or they're all just freshmen out of uh, out of uh, out of college? There's not a lot of like you know. It's all of the days that we used to see a bunch of you know stuff. It's just those guys are not highly thought of anymore. They don't even go in the first round. So uh, we'll be interested to see what happens on Thursday night. Going through that list of free agents, there's a lot of talk that James Harden could possibly return to the Rockets. So your thoughts on James Harden and his time there with the Rockets before and the possibility of him coming back, would that be a fit? Yeah, it's been talked about. He, he left on good terms with ownership, and, you know, despite him demanding the trade. They, uh, the GM did say the door's always open if he ever wants to come back. And for James, where he's at in his career, you know, approaching his mid-30s, like you could view it as, look, he left Houston trying to chase the championship. He went to Brooklyn. He went to Philly. It didn't work out. He could do a thing where he just resigns himself. You know what? I'm never going to win a title. But let me go back home to Houston. His mom still lives here. He's got several business ventures here. He's got a restaurant he owns here. He's got so many ties back to Houston. If he came to the the Rockets, and granted, they have to come hat in hand and say, look, I realize I made a mistake. I'd love to come back to Houston and teach these young guys. And... Let's build something. Uh, you know, I think if we if things click, we can make the playoffs this year. Like if he did that, I think fans would get on board with it. Shoot, I've still got my Harden Rockets jersey in my closet. I'll pull out and put on. I just don't think it's doable. And last I heard, uh, as of yesterday, is he's most likely going to stay in Philly, and they'll they'll figure things out there. So, look, we'd love to have him. I know people love to crap on him, and oh, he stinks in the playoffs, and all. It's so funny. We forget he dropped forty points in game one, and in game four of their, of their last playoff series, but it's all about, oh, but what did he do in game six? I'm just like, do we do that with anybody else? Like, is there any other NBA player where we go, yeah, I know you went off in game one and game three and game four, but what you do in game six? You suck. It's like, gosh, like, it, it's so weird how Harden is the one that gets criticized 
of all the players in the NBA, but for some reason he's a he's a whipping boy for a lot of folks. Hey, we just got about a minute, Gordy. Uh, SEC Media Days, I know you're going to be there. I know I'm going to be there. What do you think is the, the biggest storyline heading into Nashville next month? Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be talking about, the uh, you know, obviously, the expansion. In Texas and Oklahoma aren't here yet, but I think there's still going to be a lot of people talking about that. To me, the biggest storyline across the conference is the Alabama quarterback. I mean, for a team that's so loaded and talented like Alabama, they, they have a weakness right now. We don't know who the quarterback is for the first time in like a decade. So... Uh, people are going to be jumping on Georgia and Bama still to, to win the SEC East and SEC West in the final year of the division. But uh, to me, Alabama's got a lot of question marks, man. And uh, I've seen some people saying LSU will beat Alabama again. Arkansas should beat Alabama. So uh, Nick Saban and Bama, they might be the underdogs this year. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that that'll uh, go over well there at Media Days, and I'm sure that will uh, go uh, perfectly according to plan. But hey, but, hey, listen, Gordy, we appreciate you joining us and uh, appreciate you giving us that tidbit on uh, – the Rockets, because uh, I just went on the Bet Saracen app, and they have a special going on right now for plus two thousand for Anthony Black to be a top five pick. So because of that, I, yeah, I jumped on it and I got in on it. And uh, if I, it ends up being right, I'm going to give you credit. But if it ends up being wrong, I'm going to blame you. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. But it should be a lot of fun. Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 down there in Houston, as well as the Locked On SEC podcast. As always, Gordy, we appreciate you joining us, man. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch up with you later down the road. Yeah, thanks, guys. Don't give me credit. Give me a cut, John. Come on. Ah, let's not get crazy. Let's not do, let's not get wild here. But, uh, yeah, we'll think about it for you, Gordy. But either way, appreciate it, man. Uh, we got more Out of Bounds coming up next. Get some other headlines with your text messages, as well as your phone calls, as well as the Asher Record Live fan feedback. We'll clean it up and keep it moving here on a Trigger Tuesday on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Service Community Federal Credit Union presents your Razor Hog Update every day on Out of Bounds. True Service is honored to support local businesses with small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. Sports Center. The College World Series has continued to deliver exciting game after exciting game. We had two more of those yesterday. Tennessee eliminated Stanford with a 6-4 victory. The Cardinal had a 4-0 lead. Tennessee struck for 4 in the 5th, 2 in the 7th to hold on to that 6-4 advantage. Then Wake Forest rallied past LSU last night. The number one seed was facing a 2-0 deficit. They scratched across a couple runs. They got by a sticky situation in the 8th when runners were on first and third for LSU with nobody out. And Wake Forest was able to scratch across one more run to get the win in the bottom of the eighth. And today is Elimination Tuesday. Wake Forest and Florida await opponents. TCU and Oral Roberts will play an elimination game to see who takes on Florida. And then LSU needs Tennessee to play Wake Forest. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Hey, it's Joey and Ryan right here at Red River Dodge. We've got some huge discounts to tell you about. We're doing it again. 10000 off MSRP on new Ram 1500. And we've got up to $7,000 off new Jeep Gladiator Sport. Up to $5,000 off MSRP on new Jeep Wrangler. We have huge discounts, big selection. We're going to give you the most for your trade. So make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs. Or check us out on the web at RedRiverDodge.com. During the 4th of July sales event. In sports, every coach is looking for the winning combination. Arch Marina North Little Rock is no different. The reason being, they have the winning combination. G3 boats with a Yamaha motor. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, so can you. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, trunk lids, license plate holders, and headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. When you need parts, get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Heart failure, carpal tunnel syndrome, shortness of breath, stomach issues, lower back pain. How does it all add up? If you have heart failure and any of those seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, it's time to talk with your cardiologist and get the full picture. They may add up to transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy. 
ATTRCM is a rare and underdiagnosed disease. Recognize the signs and discuss them with your doctor soon. Learn more at connectwithyourheart.com. That's connectwithyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Shh. <laughs> you hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. (laughs) Your husband is pretty handy to have around. He makes the world's best mac and cheese. He's in the Tickle Monster Hall of Fame. (laughs) And he can teach anyone how to throw strikes. But a busted pipe and a basement full of water? Honey, I think we need a plumber. He's a little out of his league. That's where a homeowner's policy from Shelter Insurance comes in handy. We'll help get your house back in order and your husband back to what he does best. <laughs> See shelter agents Paul Griffin in Monticello, Paul Killingsworth in Cabot, or John Goins in Little Rock. Oakland Racing Casino Resort presents the Great Arkansas Beer Festival, Rock City Margarita Festival, Saturday, July 22nd at the State House Convention Center. Brought to you in part by T. Those handmade vodka and Mosquito Joe. Go to 1037thebuzz.com for more. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Coach, I asked you what the host of this party was going to be serving up today. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. On 1037 The Buzz. never going to trigger us here on Out of Bounds is Guatney Chevrolet with their new deal, Deal Team 6. They're armed with a virtual arsenal of rebates, discounts, and finance offers on new models all in stock, like uh, the Chevy Silverado, which is the best truck you could ever own, up to $7,500 off in stock with 2009 or newer trade-in, as well as $2,000 off in stock 2023 Equinoxes, and everything Everything, as far as rates go, new in stock, 6.99% when financial, financing with GM and well-qualified buyer. Like, these are deals that you don't get anywhere else, folks. Guani Chevrolet, it's a reason. There's a reason why they are the number one Chevy dealer in the entire state of Arkansas. It's because of deals like this. It's because of the inventory. It's because of the award-winning sales staff and service. They have it all. So this time of year, you need yourself a new vehicle. You need to get yourself ready for whatever it is. If you're traveling, if you're just needing stuff to do, uh, truck stuff, which I know there's a lot of big truck guys out there. If you need something new for the kids, whatever it is, go to Guatney Chevrolet right now in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit. Or if you can't make it there in person, shop them online at GuatneyChevrolet.com. You can see their inventory that way. But it's just so much easier to go over there and see all the, the smiling faces, the happy guys, and the people that are always going to help you with your vehicle needs. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. It's Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. And it's a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. And there's an update for the College World Series 6 1. Uh, TCU is up late in this one, and it looks like they uh, 
might be uh, taking care of business or trying to move on. But, hey, if Oral Roberts ends up losing this, which I know it's not over yet and anything can happen, but if they end up losing this, it's still a great story. And kudos to them for at least making it interesting and entertaining. And they got one win in the College World Series, which is more than two other teams can say. So, uh, yeah, I like, the, I like the underdog story. And I like what they were able to provide. And, uh, again, maybe they come back, maybe they keep it going, but still a, a really cool story and a really cool journey for them and what they were able to accomplish this year regardless. Uh, let's see. There were some other uh, things that we we're going to bring up. Oh, yeah. So I saw this story, too, when we were talking about the U.S. Open. And we know that the Wyndham Clark winning it and, you know, anytime you see a major championship won, it's always a really cool thing. If it's a first one, especially, it always means something a little bit more special. But Rory was right there in the mix, finished second. And uh, he was actually in an interview with Golf Digest had this quote that was taken and what had everybody talking is he says, quote, you don't want to wish bad on anyone, but you're really hoping for a three-putt, is what he was saying about Rory McIlroy watching Wyndham Clark there on that 18th hole. And apparently there's some people there with Golf Digest and and some of the, the golf media members, if you will, that took issue with Rory saying that and saying that, hey, I'm, I'm kind of hoping for a three-putt. I'm hoping that he doesn't make and I'm hoping that he screws it up and doesn't get it, get the, the win because I want to go to a playoff and I want to have my chance at that and, and do it. And apparently there's something I learned because it's an unwritten rule in golf that you don't ever wish someone to miss a shot or miss a putt or anything. It's something you especially don't say in public, but I learned that today where apparently an unwritten rule in golf is that you can't wish for the other person to miss a shot. Don't understand that at all. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. Come on, everybody is competition. Everybody is, uh, of course, you want to play your best. But uh, yeah, saying certain things out loud, you probably shouldn't do that. No, I thought it was completely fine. I, I mean, listen, it's. It, it, I like honesty in a lot of cases, and I'll be honest. If I was out there on the golf course and knowing that I could have had a major championship, if or at least a chance at it, and this guy, I've done already done my job. I've completed it. Yeah, I kind of I kind of hope that he does miss a putt. Same thing if I was like a quarterback in a game and I led my team down, we took the lead, we're up by one, we, it's a touchdown, and then, then the other team goes down the field with one second left, the kicker's lining up for a 43-yard field goal. If I'm that quarterback, can I not hope that he misses the misses the kick? Like, can I, can I hope for that and, and, and even say that? Maybe it's you want to have some sort of sportsmanship, but... I don't know. I thought that it was fine. It it may be a difference, though, when we're talking about team sports and individual, but that's even like if somebody is playing golf and they're playing at the top of their game, they're having a day. And and then, you know, every time they hit a good shot, hey, good shot, good shot, good Mm -hmm. shot. You don't have to keep telling them it's a good shot because what are you going to say when they don't have a good shot? Ah, that was a bad shot. That wasn't as good as all the rest of them have been. So if, if you've told somebody that you know a couple of times good shot no need to keep saying it yeah i i give if it's individual sport maybe that's maybe that makes it a little bit different and maybe i'm looking at it in a very cynical way i just will always like other teams if i'm if it's a team sport or if it's an individual if i want to win or i want my guy to win or if i want my team to win or whatever it is if that means somebody else doing something wrong or screwing up, hey, this is the way it is. You know, it's, I want to win. I want to. I want to be that way. But uh, you should, in all ways, take care of yourself. It's not like I don't think you people should go into a game being like, "Well, I just hope the other team sucks today." Like I don't <laughs> think it's going to be that. But you know, in the moment right there, when you know what's on the line, if you're low key hoping someone misses, then that's fine. He even said it though. It's like you don't want to wish bad on anybody, so that makes it right and okay, right? It's kind of like when someone says, "Hey, no offense, but." I'm going to offend you. Of course. You know something offensive is coming after that. Yeah. I, you don't want to wish ba- anything bad on anyone, but I kind of wish something bad on it on Wyndham Clark. So, but again, I learned that. I did not know that was an unwritten rule, according to uh, some of the professionals in golf. But, hey, that's one now, and now I uh, learned it uh, here today. Uh, also, in some other headlines, too, or uh, some other interesting facts, uh, this may be one of my favorite things ever. And close to it because I love good names, especially of athletes. And we talked about how Arkansas baseball got a new commitment from Kansas with his first name being just Stone, which I love. SMU football 
got a new commitment, which, you know, we don't talk about SMU football and, and all that, but his name is King Large. That's his name. <laughs> he is a three-star recruit. He, he plays for uh, St. John Bosco, which I guess is a really good school on the West Coast. Uh, but he committed to play for SMU, and I had never heard of him, but I saw everyone talking about it. His name is King Large, and to take it one step further, his full legal name is King David Large. Okay. Best, best thing ever. Yeah. yeah I, good name. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never thought of naming my kid King, but when somebody does have the name King, uh, there's, there's something special about that. So I saw that name. I was like, man, that is incredible. That is incredible. Yeah, with, with certain last names, you can line it up and have a lot of fun with them, depending on what that last name is. Yeah, because with the last name's large, you could, you know, you could get pretty creative with that. You, you can make it work. Uh, you know, some cases, uh, if you just have a, a name that may not be, as you know, an actual name, uh, then you know, like David, for instance, in this case, you know, there may not be a whole lot that you can do other than just playing off of the name David. But when you got King. And which has usually been a prefix, and then you got large, which is a description. Mix it together and make it work. Uh, I'm a fan of it. So I'm rooting for King Large. In fact, I kind of hope that he ends up being a, a phenomenal player and maybe can find a way to where Arkansas offers him and gets him on campus because I would love to be able to watch a kid named King Large uh, play at Arkansas, especially on the defensive line. So, uh, and also uh, some other, or another headline I wanted to bring up is uh, Ryan Day, who's the head coach of Ohio State and uh, college football. Uh, apparently, this is according to ESPN, uh, Ohio State is hardly in crisis mode, but apparently things are not looking good for Ohio State as fans are already getting their patience worn thin. And Ryan Day even said, because uh, he's 1-3 he's in, in the college football playoff semifinals, he says the expectation uh, every year here is the same. We win a rivalry game, we win the Big Ten, win the Nas- and win the national championship. We fight like heck to do that, and you're when you're right there, you can feel it, you can taste it, and that's motivated by guys this offseason. But when you get that close and you don't get there, you didn't get it done, it certainly does motivate. And then he goes into, it doesn't matter if you win a bunch of games here. If you lose to Michigan, that's all that matters here. So I was like, man, I, I thought that being in the playoff and being there four different times or you know, maybe having some – Success there at getting to that point would be enough if it meant losing to Michigan. But after losing to Michigan twice in a row and then going to the playoff, it's just funny to see Ohio State as like not in crisis mode, but certainly having issues coming around and trying to, you know, rationalize the fact that they are one of those teams that it matters so much to beat Michigan and they're in a bad way. Well, the tables have turned. That's what Michigan had to get over the hump of for a lot of years was. They would have these really good seasons, and then at the end of the season, lose to Ohio State, and it's like all the work they've done was thrown out because of one game. Now, of course, when expansion comes to college football, they won't have to worry about it as much, but right now, the setup and the way it is, those two teams, they can be undefeated, and at the end of the season, it throws their whole season out of whack just because of that one game. Yeah, and now with the playoff expansion, it won't be as much of that because, you know, of course, the only teams that ever get two teams, or when conferences ever get two teams in the playoff normally was the SEC. But now that's going to be expanded. It'll be a little bit better, and I think that it'll be at least a little bit easier to deal with if you were Ohio State and you lost to Michigan, but you got in the playoff and won the title. So, hey, that would help out matters but man it's intense there when it comes to college football and it's just funny to see ohio state ah, yeah you know things are things aren't looking great because uh, they've lost to michigan twice wow so a lot of college football teams out there that have lost to many teams twice in a row but it just means more up there apparently in the big 10 country we will take our final break and when we come back we'll get into three and out close up shop and get you ready for drive time sports all coming up next on out of balance When guys buy an engagement ring, we are getting engaged. But when girls get the engagement ring, they're getting married. So if you recently got engaged, then it's time for wedding bands. At Jones & Son, we have just the thing for you. Wedding band weekends, each weekend in June. Save up to $2,000 off select styles and wedding bands for both women and men. Jones & Son has hundreds of wedding bands to choose from. And even if you didn't buy your engagement ring from us, I'm sure we can match your ring and save you money. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones. Check out wedding band weekends all June, only at Jones & Son Fine Jewelry. 
At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com Hi folks, Mike Linton with On Point Realty. If you're interested in buying or selling a house, a business, farm, or ranch, it would be an honor to serve as your agent. Call me today at 501-676-1964. I'm Mike Linton with On Point Realty, and we want your business. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Hi, it's Chris Zender here at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. I know you were expecting to hear Frank, but he told me to do the radio this week. So here we go. It seems like everybody is complaining about low inventory and high interest rates. But at Frank Fletcher Dodge, we have a better selection to choose from and 2.9% financing on new Ram Laramie pickups. Folks, this is the deal of the week. 2.9% on all new Ram Laramie pickups. And if you're looking for a fuel saver, we have over a dozen new Jeep compasses with over 5,000 off and over 30 miles per gallon. Folks, it doesn't matter what you're looking for. We're ready to make you a deal and we promise you a hassle-free buying experience. So come see us and discover the Fletcher difference. We're making deals like it's the last day of the month. This is the deal of the week. 2.9% on all new Ram Laramie pickups. We'll give you our best price and more for your trade. Shop Fletcher Dodge and Sherwood before you buy anywhere else and let us show you a better way to buy. Come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. Dealing with HR is hard. There are 36 forms new employees have to fill out, a team handbook to read, company core values to memorize, and oh, by the way, you've got approximately zero room to make a mistake on their paperwork. Good luck. If you need help with HR, talk to the payroll company. They can handle recruiting, onboarding, HR best practices, handbooks and policies, payroll, and training. So all that's really left for you to do is take your new employees to lunch. Mmm. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. Listen, joint pain is a thief. No two ways about it. That's football legend Emmett Smith, who knows a thing or two about pain. It steals your joy, your time with family, or doing things you love. It can even steal your livelihood. But QC Kinetics can help put a stop to that. Don't hand everything over to pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, a cutting-edge technology that helps relieve pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, and back using healing properties directly from your own body. It's easy. Get treated in the office and walk right out afterwards. Simple, right? And QC Kinetics' remarkable all-natural treatments deliver long-lasting relief without surgery or long recovery times. Don't let soreness or achiness rob you of doing the things you love. Tell that pain, not today, not ever. You've got QC Kinetics on your side. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right. It is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into I uh, thought it was pretty fascinating that on this day, which I think was actually wrong, uh, or no, it was it was talked about today, but it was actually yesterday, when the Cavs beat the Warriors going down 3-1, and that was just seven years ago, and that sparked the question of, is it the greatest sports comeback of all time? Uh, I think it may have to be definitely up there with all things considered, but it's amazing that that was seven years ago, and that we've seen it happen twice with teams coming back down 3-1, to end up winning the series, but to do it in the finals, to do it against the Warriors, and to do it the way that they did it, 
was uh, pretty incredible and pretty impressive and and it just made me feel like I'm old because seven years ago, nearly a decade, doesn't seem like it was that long, but it was indeed uh, long that, that long ago. And LeBron James bringing a championship to Cleveland is something that they're still cherishing even to this day. Wizards forward Kyle Kuzma, he declined his player option, and he was set to make 13 mil the upcoming season. He had a career high in points this past season, 21 points per game, seven rebounds. So pretty good player, but he's declining the option, and he wants another long-term deal. We're seeing some of this with NBA players about to hit free agency, opting out of that player option. But when asked about his possible return to the Washington Wizards, he says it's 100% an option. I've had a great time here in Washington, developed my game significantly, and there's good people here. I'd be a fool to say that it's not an option for me, so... He's going to look at the Wizards, but he's looking at all options when it comes to signing that next contract. So we talked yesterday about this uh, submarine that went to go down to go see the Titanic at the depths of the Atlantic Ocean, and uh, it's gone missing, and it doesn't look very good, especially knowing uh, how limited it was when it comes to life support. But more details are starting to come out about it, and uh, again, it doesn't look good. But one of the things that was really shocking to me is that it costs $250,000 a person just to go down there. And also, the one of the people that were on board of this is a billionaire, and he's gone to space multiple times. Multiple times. And so everyone's like, ah, this is when you have too much money. I'm never going to say that because you can do whatever it is you want to with the money that you earn. But the fact that this guy was going to outer space and Enjoying that and, and multiple times, but having it uh, come to an end, I just couldn't imagine what that was like. And, uh, again, hopefully they're safe, but since it doesn't look good, spending $250,000 on that being the way you go out uh, definitely uh, would not be ideal for anybody, but especially for that guy. UConn women's basketball coach Gino Ariyama says that Paige Beckers is about 90% recovered from her torn ACL from last summer. So he says about her that this is the best she's ever been, the strongest she's ever been, the fittest she's ever been he says from the injury it showed her that if she wants a long career then this is what she's going to have to do as far as with the injuries whether you have to deal with injuries no injuries doesn't matter this is what you're going to have to do she's embraced that and i've never seen her look better uh, whether it's one-on-one two-on-two three-on-three he says she's at the top of her game and ready to go so The Price is Right is, of course, a very famous game show that continues on and everything, but there was a contestant that was on it. that it was, We talk about celebrations, and sometimes it's led to injuries when it came to the world of sports, football, basketball, baseball, all that. But uh, this poor Price is Right contestant was celebrating so hard after winning the very first game that he threw his shoulder out of place. Like, it popped it out. And it was so bad that when they got to the big wheel... He had to have his girlfriend come over there and help him spin the wheel because his arm could not be moved, but he refused to leave. So uh, dedication to him, but also shout out to him because he ended up winning uh, the wheel and going on to the showcase. So uh, celebrations are always a lot of fun, but if you're a young guy and you pop your shoulder out celebrating the price is right, you better win the rest of it because that at least is going to make it a story worthwhile. John Rahm says he doesn't know what to expect with the PGA Tour and Live merger. He says that they haven't really talked about it, and whenever the players meet, maybe he'll find out more, and the players will find out more of the answers. He says, that's all I can say. We don't know anything. I don't know if peop- the people are in charge know much more than we do at this point, but they're trying to get it all worked out. All he's worried about is playing on the PGA Tour at this point. I'm sure this has uh, no impact and will not have any impact on us here on 103.7 The Buzz for sure, but uh, the first AI radio host hit the airwaves in Oregon this past week. And its name is A.I. Ashley. It's based on the real host named Ashley Z. Elzinga. It's not replacing her, and she's still getting paid the same, but they're just sharing her hosting duties. And it's apparently something that has gone pretty well. They're talking in a hybrid situation where uh, the real Ashley will host some of the segments, but also A.I. Ashley will host some of the other ones, and they sound almost identical where they do a show from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., each day. You know, I, I think that uh, we're all very talented here on 103.7 The Buzz. At least I, I believe we are. And I don't think that we've been looking into any AI technology, but 
man, if you're getting to the point where you want AI to do radio shows, especially when it comes to the terrestrial radio, yeah, I think that maybe your uh, your budget is going into the wrong places. But that's apparently a thing where there are radio show hosts here in Oregon that is not even real. It's just artificial intelligence. There was recently a story about Jennifer Lawrence and a toilet that she once had that sold online at auction. And now Jay-Z and Beyonce, they have several items from a house that they once stayed in, including some French doors. But there's a bidet on there, and the asking price is on eBay. The asking price is $2,400. So that's uh, where you can buy it probably right away. But there's going to be bidding on it, and $2,400 for a bidet once owned by Jay-Z and Beyonce. So there was a a little fun study about pre-90 skills that are basically obsolete right now, where they were talking to people who grew up in the 90s and people that grew up past the 90s and things they didn't know anything about. And here are a few of them, which I actually remember some of them. But wrapping textbook covers with a brown paper bag. Never had to do that. Unknotting a curly telephone wire. Yeah, because wires don't exist with telephones much anymore. Giving the TV a karate chop to fix the reception. Definitely did that. Remembering phone numbers. Oh, I'm, de- I'm done if I have to remember anyone's phone number. Writing in cursive and reading it. I thought that was still a thing, but apparently it's not. Uh, using the Dewey Decibel system at the library refolding a map correctly and developing and processing photographic film all those things i remember but all those things i'm glad that we don't have anymore but still just crazy that some kids these days especially people are born in the 2000s don't even know how to do any of those things adele recently doing an interview talked about her vegas residency and she said that she wore spanx during it she said that she also revealed some uh, intimate details where she said she had a fungal infection, a skin fungal infection, and then she goes on to say, I don't know why the blank, I just told you that, but, you know, those are some of the details that came from the residency. So I saw this uh, story about the special that's coming out on Netflix called Our Planet 2, and it was being filmed about sharks, and they were surrounded apparently in their boat by tiger sharks. They started attacking the boat, tearing it apart, so much so that it felt like it was something out of Jaws. I actually love watching those types of uh, shows when it comes to uh, nature and everything, but I definitely wouldn't want to film them, so kudos for them uh, being able to get out of there, stay alive, and not have any issues. John Goodman revealed that he's lost about 200 pounds over the last few years, and he says the key to it, 10 10 to uh, 12,000 steps a day, olive oil, vegetables, fish, nuts, and fruit. That's how he's gone about it, and along with exercise. That's all it takes. Appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Balance today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agent Matt Warden in Little Rock, Seth 